0: You are listening to Unstoppable Actors, the essential podcast for ambitious, aspiring actors. With me, Louise, the Artistic Director of Standby Method Acting Studio. And every week, I'll be talking with you and sharing how you can become a paid, working, unstoppable actor because you 1000% have an acting career is doable. Are you Ready? Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Unstoppable Actors podcast. It is so good to have you here, and I am so excited to dive into today's topic, which is all about how you are going to create standout showreels and standout headshots. Because I know that headshots and showreels can cause a huge amount of stress for so many actors, especially when you're first getting started with them and you're like, oh my god. What do I even do with these? I know I need them but how do I make them look good? How do I make myself stand out? And that's exactly what we're going to be diving into because there is a formula with this and I can't wait to share with you what that formula is. Now if you are brand new to the Unstoppable Actors podcast I'm so glad you have found it. It is so good to have you here. I'm Louise and I have been coaching actors for nearly 13 years. I've been helping them go from unknown actors with blank CVs, barely any experience, if any experience at all. And I've been helping them get cast in Netflix dramas, TV soaps, Amazon Prime films, stage plays all around the world and getting signed by some of the most incredible agents in the business. And I do that through two strands the first is by training them in method acting and getting them skills to a very proficient level so that it's an absolute no-brainer to take a chance on them even as unknowns and the second way I do that is through teaching about the business of acting I'm very passionate about combining the two Now, if at the end of this podcast, you are really loving what you have heard, you've found it valuable, you've found it insightful, it's helped you, it's inspired you, then I really would love you to take this further and I'd love to continue this training with you. I am holding a free, free of charge, doesn't cost you anything, online two-hour workshop yes two hours for absolutely nothing (laughs) on sunday the 30th of april it's 6 p.m uk time and it is 1 p.m new york time and this workshop is called the business of acting raise your profile land more roles and I would love to see you there to continue this conversation and give you even more business of acting tools, more that I can't fit into the podcast. So if you do want to join us for that, the link is underneath this episode. So let's move into headshots firstly headshots are the easiest thing you can acquire as an actor at any stage in your career and there's something that you all know that you need in fact it's probably the first marketing tool that all actors realize that they need because when you sign up for casting sites it asks you for a headshot so a headshot is simply a 10 by 8 photograph of your head (laughs) that is it in a nutshell but headshots are not about you looking pretty it's not about you finding the picture that you feel the prettiest or most handsome in and then using that because that's ego driven and we actually want to take our ego out of this sometimes the pictures that you feel and i hate using this word because i really don't like it but we're going to use it just for the purpose of this but sometimes the best headshots of you are the ones where you feel the ugliest in them okay And I don't mean ugly as in you're not beautiful. I just mean the ones where, like, maybe you're pulling a bit of a funny face or maybe you notice that one eye looks bigger than the other or whatever it is that you notice about yourself. And that doesn't make you ugly at all, but that's the only word I could think of. But headshots are there to serve a purpose. And that purpose is to get you called into more auditions. And that's because a headshot is the first thing a casting director sees of you or a director if you are um, submitting yourself, or being submitted for things like fringe theatre or independent films. So your headshots do need to be striking, and they've got to have depth to them, and that depth has to come from your eyes. There's got to be something about that headshot that draws that person in who's looking. But their headshot also has to give A bit of an indication as to your casting type, your playing age, and where you fit in the industry. Now, there are absolutely tons and tons and tons and tons of headshot photographers. There's loads. So, what I always recommend is doing a lot of research and making a list of 10 headshot photographers that you could potentially work with, and then making an order of that list from one to ten and number one is the ones that you feel have got the best most striking headshots out of that ten list and then you rank them in order from one to ten sorry i should have said that and then, you know, maybe number one is the most expensive. I don't know. This I, I did this with the, one of my students not long ago. We we ranked 10 headshot photographers and it turned out that the one at the top of the list was the most expensive. And at that moment in time, that headshot photographer was not in his budget. So what he's done instead is he's gone to either his number two or his number three on the list and has decided that in 12 months or 18 months time when he needs some new headshots he's going to go to the one that was number one on his list and he's going to save up in the meantime for that. So that's a good little thing that you can do there is you can rank them and you can steal what I did with my student. But just remember, they're not about looking pretty. So take, take your ego out of it and do not ask your mum or dad or grandparents or friends who are not in the acting industry for their opinion, because they're going to love them all and they're not going to be seeing this strategically or as a business marketing material. They're just going to be like, oh, you look so beautiful in it. Oh, we love them all. Oh, we're so proud of you. And that's not—that's lovely, of course it is, but that's not what you want. So what you want to think about with your headshots is where do you actually want to be in the industry and how can you give an indication towards that without dressing up like the character? You don't need to dress up like characters in your headshots, but you do just need to give a little pointer towards, oh, these are the kind of roles that I fit into. So, for example, if you know you fit into very working class roles um which I know I do I brand myself as a working class actress because well it's who I am then one of my headshots I had a jean jacket on and what did I do with my hair I think I put my hair half up and half down and it just gave a bit of a sort of like chav look Um, if you're not from the UK and you don't know what a chav is it's like well my understanding of it is like someone who's been brought up on a council estate or lives on a council estate and basically that's me (laughs) i wouldn't say i am a chav but i've definitely been in that environment um and I could slip into that role quite easily. I know I'm not going to get cast as Jane Eyre. I just don't look like Jane Eyre. I don't sound like Jane Eyre. Does it mean I don't have the skill set to play characters like that? No, absolutely not. I more than likely could play them, but I just don't look like that. So there's no point in going against what I naturally look like. So I hope this is making sense. We're kind of teetering into casting type territory here, but the thing about both your headshots and your showreel is that they have to be intentional. You've got to be intentional. Intentional with them because they are representing your brand. And so casting type does play a role in your headshots and in your showreel. Now, when it comes to showreels, again, these are not just about having really dramatic scenes that are laced full of emotion. Again, they're actually about showing your casting type, whether you can act. And this should give people an idea of where you fit into the industry so it becomes easy. So, for example, let's say you're applying for agents. An agent should look at your showreel and go, oh, I could see myself submitting this actor for these productions and I could see them being in them because they can act and they look like they fit in those productions. So you've got to be very intentional with both your headshots and your showreel, as I've already said, because they serve a bigger purpose. The headshot, as I've already said, is about getting you booked into more auditions. And the showreel is also very similar as well. It's about helping you get that first or next agent and also about getting you into the room of more auditions. Because once a casting director or a director has looked at your headshot, the next thing they're going to look at is either your CV or your showreel and they want to know where you can fit where you fit into the industry. And agents certainly want to know where you fit into the industry and how they can best support your career and promote you. And the director or the casting director who's looking at your showreel wants to see whether you are aligning with the character that you are potentially going to be auditioning for. So be very strategic with it. Think with both, sorry. Think about where do you want to be in the industry? What do you want to be working on? And how can your headshots and how can your showreel best serve this? So then when you go in for them, you're not winging it. You're not going in thinking, oh, I don't really know what I'm doing. I just know I've got to smile or look a bit moody in my pictures. Like, it's not about that. It's about being very, very, very strategic and intentional. I keep saying these words, but it's because they're important. So if I share with you how I figured out my show reel, um, my current one, I firstly figured out my brand. I figured out what my brand was, what my unique selling points are. And I didn't just do any scene because I liked the scene or because the scene was dramatic. I got scenes written for me that would fit with my brand And I gave a very, very clear brief to the script writer on what I wanted. So I said, these are the types of characters that I want. These are the types of productions that I want to be in, that I'm aiming for. And this is what I want in the scene. And I want the character to have this objective and this conflict going on. I was super clear because I knew it would help the writer give me what I needed and it would make their job easier. And I also knew exactly what I was aiming for. And then with the showreel, I treated it like it was a full-scale production. Now, I went off and paid um, a showreel company because I just thought, time is money. I cannot be asked waiting around for footage from films that I've done because post-production takes as long as it takes. It could take a year, it could take six months, who knows? But I did not want to be waiting around. I wanted a showreel in a quick time frame because my career means a lot to me and I want to do things quickly. So that's why I paid a production company. Now, you may or may not have the funds for that, but that was important to me and you've got to figure out what's important for you. And this is why I also paid a writer to write my scenes because I wasn't going to write my scenes because I'm not a writer. I'm not very good at it. Whereas if I put that extra money into paying a writer... I will get the return on investment, which is getting booked in for the auditions, and then it's my job, obviously, to convert that into into a paying job. But yeah, I treated it. I treated my scenes like it was a full scale production. I didn't scrimp around. I did the script analysis got down and dirty with that, I did the character work, the characterization, the personalization. I paid for coaching on my scenes as well, even though I'm a coach, it's very challenging to coach myself because I can't see outside myself and I'll always have a subjective point of view on it, whereas I wanted objective, so I paid someone else to coach me on the scenes and help me see things that I'd not seen before in them and then I rehearsed them, And I rehearsed them until I felt very confident and comfortable with them. And that showreel landed me, my agent, as I returned to the industry. And my agent said to me, oh, I can see you in productions such as Waterloo Road. That was purposeful because that was one of the productions, TV productions, that I had said to the writer, I see myself in and that I am aiming for. So it's worked, hasn't it? And that's important. And then I did the exact same thing with my headshots. and knew exactly what productions I was aiming for. And although I didn't dress up as the characters, and this is different in the States as it is to the UK, we're a little bit different. I think in the States, my understanding is that you can have some sort of character shots. In the UK, we don't necessarily do that. Um, and if you're in Europe or Canada or Australia, you'd have to figure out and, and get some information on what the general trend is, Uh, where you live but in the UK we don't necessarily dress up as the character in our headshots but I did give a slight indication so for example um I'd have a I did have a blazer on in one of the headshots which just gives the idea that I can do corporate jobs detective roles teacher roles yeah so it's all working towards creating an image for the kind of productions that I want to be in and that is how you create standout headshots and stand out showreels by getting very specific about the productions you want to be in and making sure the headshots and the showreels cater towards that so has this all made sense and are you going to put these strategies to use with your own headshots and your own showreel if so it is going to help you feel way more confident promoting yourself you're going to feel more assured on what your brand is And you're actually going to be excited to promote yourself and put yourself out there because you'll have a really good, vibrant energy around your brand. Now, we are going to be taking this further. We're going to be diving into this to a more advanced level in the free online business of acting workshop on Sunday the 30th of April. Now just because it's more advanced training doesn't mean you have to be at an advanced level. You can be just starting out. If you are just starting out as an actor, I highly recommend you enrol in this free workshop because you will put yourself further ahead than other actors who are not learning this stuff. And if you've been at this for a while, I encourage you to enrol in this free workshop as well because it will give you a refresher. You will also learn new things. You're going to walk away From this workshop, feeling really confident in yourself as an actor, knowing what your brand is, knowing how to raise your profile and essentially land more roles. So, the link to join this free workshop is underneath this podcast. As soon as you have enrolled, I will send you the workbook that you get. I'll send you the link to the online workshop and I will also send you the link to our private Facebook group where you will get to network with other actors in the industry before the workshop takes place. So go and sign up for that and I'll see you in the next episode. I have absolutely loved hanging out with you and I really hope you enjoyed this episode of Unstoppable Actors, the essential podcast for ambitious, aspiring actors. Now, if you did, I'd really love you to subscribe so you never miss an episode and leave a review. And if you would like weekly injections of inspiration, you'd like mini method acting challenges to keep you making progress with your dreams, come and join the most Supportive acting community online by clicking the link in the notes to help you become an unstoppable actor.